Welcome to the Yams and Yuka podcast, where we explore the fabric of black identities through culture, food, art, life experiences, and more, sharing the stories of international creatives. I'm Kamara. Hi, everyone. I'm Heather, and we are your co-hosts. Thank you to everyone joining us for the first time today. And of course, thank you to those who are returning to be with us at the table. Yes, so today we have a very special episode. It is actually our one year anniversary. (laughs) (laughs) Very exciting indeed. So to celebrate, our dinner guests for today are Ta-da, Heather and I. Yay, jazz hands. Um, We wanted to recognize the occasion with a special episode where we reflect on our first year of hosting the Yams and Yuka podcast. Kamara, I can't believe it's been a year already. Where's the time gone? I have no idea. I still don't even know what day it is, but somehow a year year has passed. Well, we want to celebrate and we've had some amazing guests on the show and we have more to come later this season, but not only have the guests been great, our audience, our listeners, you guys have been part of that as well. And we wanted to include you in the celebrations. Mm -hmm, Definitely. Uh, So first of all, thank you to our listeners for being with us during this first year of Yams and Yuka. And we also asked you, our listeners, to send in questions and you definitely didn't disappoint. (laughs) So we are going to answer your questions and um, we're really excited to get going. So our first question comes from Talia, who many of you may know is my sister, uh, Talia, who is the founder and director of Sheer Chemistry. She wrote and asked, what have been your favorite sweet and savory moments through the series? So Heather, let's start with you. My first sweet moment, which is my favorite, um, comes from NM's episode. Mm -hmm. And it was when she was going to New York. um, She had this confirmation moment where she was on the train with her friend going from Jersey into New York um, to work on the very first day. And a woman overheard them talking and realized that they were British and interrupted and was, you know, talking to them and figuring out what they wanted to do. And learned that they were going into fashion and the woman just gave her some sound advice, like just stay true to yourself. Um, really, you know, take on what you what you can in the role, but don't let yourself get lost in the industry. And those moments like that are my favorite when you have those moments in your life that kind of reassure you that you're on the right path. Um, so that's my favorite sweet moment. Uh, what about you? What's your favorite sweet moment? And um, for my favorite sweet moment, because most of the things I um, took note of, they were all savory, actually, like a deep <laughs> thinker. One of the few sweet moments I made a note of was a Precious Adams episode where she talked about buying phone cards in Russia, just because it mm-hmm. really reminded me of my travels when I was younger and buying phone cards. And that was such an integral part of traveling and going to a new country, finding a phone card that had the best rate. And that's how you kind of stayed connected with your family um, or how I stayed connected with my family. I would always have to get a phone card mm-hmm. and call my mom just to tell her how things are going uh, because I have been traveling since since being a teenager. So it was really, that's a really integral part of my life. So it reminded me of that. That's one of my favorite sweet moments. 
Nice. Nice. I'm like you as well. I did have a lot of favorite savory moments. Mm -hmm. Um, Deep thinker as well. That's kind of how we got into this podcast, to be Mm -hmm. honest. Mm -hmm. Um, But one of my favorite savory moments, which was kind of like a sweet moment as well, was um, in Bath's uh, episode Mm -hmm. when we were talking about having to burn a few pots Mm -hmm. to get Mm -hmm. (laughs) to get the (laughs) to get it right and to to finally learn how to cook the rice and um you know using that as a metaphor is like you know you have to make a few mistakes before in your career before you kind of get it get the recipe right and you and you figure it out yeah what about I mean, me? I really had so many, probably from every episode, I think they've all been quite uh, rich and rewarding, but these are just ones that stand out, not necessarily favorites, but just ones that, <laughs> <Of> <laughs> that <course>. I remember. <laughs> um, so David Blake in his episode said, don't abandon your purpose because mm-hmm. other people don't understand it. Um, which I think is really important to remember. And because um, she chemistry asked the question, I will always remember one from Talia's episode, which actually was your savory moment, Heather, which is her mantra of the world needs what you've got. Yes. (laughs) uh, (laughs) um, Which I think is important. And something else that Talia said in that episode was that um, to be gracious with yourself, because nobody knows, nobody knows that you had planned to send that email or any deadlines that you set for yourself, which I think is really important as well. So um, absolutely, yeah, I think that was good. And as as I said, because it was a sheer chemistry question, I thought we should finish on a sheer chemistry related savory note. One of my sweet moments was one of my favorite sweet moments was from her episode as well. I'm going to be cheeky and add another one in here. (laughs) (laughs) So um, my sweet moment from that episode, that conversation with her was um, about you guys having so many people come into your homes um, through the years from different countries, different students, foreign exchange students living with you. And that experience of like being exposed to so many di- different cultures at such a young age, um, that still really, really resonates in such a sweet, sweet, sweet moment, like hearing that um, and that you guys got to experience that. Mm-hmm. Such a unique experience. Yeah. So thank you, Talia, for that great question. Mm-hmm, indeed. Yeah. So the next one we have comes from Rosie Mason. And they asked, who's been your favorite guest so far? And which is your favorite episode? Which is really hard to answer because it's like mm-hmm. me being a parent. Luckily, I only have one child. But, you know, they say when you have more than one child, you know, you're not supposed to have a favorite. And so I feel <laughs> like... <laughs> Us being the parents of Yams and Yuka podcast, we're not supposed to have a favorite, you Mm -hmm. know, we're supposed to love them all equally. Yeah. But if we have to pick, then I guess (laughs) we will. (laughs) So, Kamaral, who who has been your favorite guest? Um gosh well actually I would have to say because I've written three things down (laughs) (laughs) I would say what not necessarily my favorite guest but just something that was very interesting and enlightening was probably interviewing each other Mm. um so so yeah so you Heather I've put down (laughs) (laughs) um uh, but just because I learned more about you that I didn't know um in particular you know you spoke about some challenging life experiences that you've gone through losing family members which I wasn't previously aware of Mm. so you 
sharing such something that's so vulnerable and important to you um was really um special a special moment and just sharing your information and life experiences of international travel and how that shaped who you are today uh was also really interesting to learn um more about you so i would have to say that one thank Um, you and just again on a similar note just more about the people who you think you know but you learn more so someone like mercy again mm-hmm. i just learned something new during the episode um i've learned new things in in all of them but because you know mercy somebody who i had um knowledge of beforehand mm-hmm. and you think you know things but then you just learn even even more so um just for those reasons um that was my favorite um not favorite but a memorable um a memorable guest and episode and um and I will just also point point out that Rosie Mason was in the very first uh artistry youth dance very first group um so it's great that she's still listening and um part of the part of the circle circle of life yes Yes. AYD dancers coming through (laughs) we love it we love it and that's Kamara's legacy right there tapping into something else Mm -hmm. I love it I love it well because we had to it's so funny you said like you know it's hard to answer that question and actually for me immediately I was gonna say I can't pick my best friend because that's kind of like biased <laughs> but having Jerobam on the show was like really, really great. And for the same reason that you said with Mercy is that, you know, even though like I've known Jerobam for so long, mm-hmm. I still learned so much about him, mm-hmm. which was really, really great. And even David, like having known him for as long as I have being here and mm-hmm. just learning so many new things about people that, you know, you, you talk to on a regular basis, you've toured with, you've experienced life things with, you've worked with, and still to be able to learn more, that's, that is really, really special. Mm-hmm. But I think one of my other favorite guests was um, Nick, who mm-hmm. um, was just, it was his joy for food. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. the yeah. way that we just <laughs> laughed so much <laughs> in that episode <laughs> and he just loved food so much. And I just, I, it stuck with me the way that he was talking about the chapatis and how he really loved them. And I actually, back in April, I went and spent Easter with Mercy's family, in fact, and mm-hmm. they're Ugandan and they had chapatis there and other like traditional Ugandan food. So I got to taste some of the things that he was talking about and like, you know, just gushing about in our in his episode with us and then I went to another event with the family and they didn't have it they didn't have any of the traditional food there they didn't have the chapatis there and I understood why like I understood why Nick was so passionate about them (laughs) because they are so good (laughs) so that was um that was a really really fun episode and another great episode I mean I could literally go through each of them and say why they were so Mm -hmm. great yeah um but was Sarah's eyes episode because it just it was so I don't know I just felt like my mind expanded and she touched on some really really deep things and another one of my favorite savory moments was when she said my little girl should see herself as the one creating the universe not just existing within it and it's like when we're talking about you know why do we always have to aim for a seat at the table why aren't we building our own table why aren't we creating our own universes in the work that we do and how we exist Mm -hmm. and it's something that I've always 
grew up and was like trained to be as an artist and and the and the women that I saw leading dance companies in the states and that's kind of what I carried with me when I came over to the UK to work and study but it's like having that conversation with her just really reignited that energy um and that perspective and it was it was just such a deep and like impactful conversation so yeah those are s- some of my highlights mhm yeah yeah there have been so many so um uh, that was a challenge. <laughs> that was. <laughs> thank, you, thank you for the question, Rosie. Um, so now I move on to another artistry youth dance student. Um, yes. Not to you know, yeah, big up artistry youth dance. Uh, Phoebe Ray ha- would like to know what's the best lesson you've learned from doing this pod. Are you going to go first, or shall I go? You go. Um, for me, I wrote down four words: grace, patience consistency and endurance Mm -hmm. it's like an ongoing lesson with this podcast because Mm -hmm. starting it you know the years of like thinking of starting it and um you Kamar finally saying to to me last year when we went into lockdown like this is the time let's just do it we've been talking Mm -hmm. about it long enough Mm -hmm. and then getting into the groove of it and then the amount of work that it takes and Mm -hmm. the different levels to it. It, You know, obviously it's not just us sitting here talking. It's like creating the brand and being consistent with the social media, which we are not, which is, you know, we have to be (laughs) gracious and patient with ourselves, you know, Um, and also have the endurance to like, you know, keep going and keep pushing through because the work is impactful. And having the grace with, with myself, I think, mm-hmm. you know, there's moments of doubts, but like having grace about how this goes because it's it's new, you know, it's not mm-hmm. like I've done this all my life, like dancing, you know, it's not yeah. it's not going to come that easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. What about you? Um, I think the best lesson that I've learned, or rather, a lesson that I've learned, first of all. People are really generous mm. um, because everybody we've interviewed have been really generous with their time and their information and knowledge. So it's just so positive just to be reminded about the generosity that exists in the world. I think that's important to just remind yourself. Most people, the majority of people are kind and generous and that everybody has a different journey, but yet a similar journey Mm. it's different but there are so many things that connect us um especially the people that we've interviewed because they're all successful um they're all artists they're all creatives and there are certain things that continue to come up um that they have all experienced or, or similar things like you know um being represented, Mm -hmm. um, persevering, knowing your purpose, uh, following your purpose, um, listening to messages that are given to you. So just being reminded of all the things that we kind of know ourselves to do and to act upon. But every time somebody says it again, just reinforces those messages within me. So I think that's um, the lesson that we know a lot of things. and to use use our own knowledge to to carry us forward absolutely absolutely and yes people Mm -hmm. have been incredibly generous with their time and with with themselves and their art so we are definitely appreciative of that because it's 
it's what makes the podcast. It was, it's what makes the conversation is people being open and sharing. So thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you to everyone. Excellent. So next we have one from Raja. Is that, I hope that's how I, I hope I said it correctly. They said, how have you found the journey so far? So um, I'll start with that. The journey of, I'll just talk about the podcast. I guess it's just been learning as we go, really, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so it's been um, interesting. It's been challenging. I think we've had to be honest with ourselves, especially with regards to how much time it takes mm-hmm. um, to do and how much time we have to commit to it and just being flexible with that, you know, similar to what we just touched on with Talia saying no one knows when that email is supposed to go out or when we had planned to go out. So, you know, in the beginning we were really rigid with our time and schedule and I think mm-hmm. we've become more flexible with it. And you know what, that's just how we, that's oh, how that's we are. Works with, that's what's going <laughs> to yeah. work with us. So yeah. it won't be a weekly episode as we had started out, but it will be regular episode. Um, and, and that's what works with us. So yeah, so learning what works with us and I suppose being okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. That's probably one of my answers to another question we have coming up later. First thing I wrote was fun, though, which is why mm-hmm. I'm glad that was my immediate reaction that it's it's still fun, even with mm-hmm. all of the work that it takes. And it's it's been very fulfilling. I think the conversations that we've been pre- privileged to have, and in many ways, I've felt very privileged um, to get to have those, those vulnerable or those intimate moments, because People, our guests have been very open with us, which is really mm-hmm. nice. Yes. And it, it's definitely a privilege and it's an honor to be able to experience that with such um, creative and beautiful and successful people. So it's been fulfilling, but there have definitely been moments of doubt. And there have definitely been moments that I've um, felt like reassured, like this is what that we're supposed to be doing this podcast, which is really, really good. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you can jump into something or start a project and feel like, wait, why did I do that? <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, it, I haven't felt that. And yeah, it's been really good so far. So mm-hmm. yeah. Good. Well, yeah, well, the journey continues. It only just started when yes. you're in. So we will <laughs> see where it takes us. Yes, we will. So our next question is from your mum, Heather Ramona, who has asked, what do you find most challenging post-2020 pandemic for performing artists? So Heather, over to you. Well, post-2020 pandemic, I don't know that we're post. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. We're definitely still much still in the pandemic. Absolutely. I feel like we're still in her. Like she's still holding strong, you know, and it's funny (laughs) because everyone's, I mean, that's kind of like part of it as well. It's like Mm -hmm. everyone has a different perspective as part of the challenge of like people thinking that we're out of it and people thinking Mm -hmm. that we're still, you know, people feeling we're still in it and the in-between and not really feeling settled. Um, Mm -hmm. So I, that's actually one of the things is like, there's an unsettling feeling I've I've experienced with different artists, you know, because I've gone back to work. I've, I'm working with people who are doing performance work. I'm putting on events, but myself, I'm, I'm doing these things and I'm a little unsettled. I feel like we're still tired. I feel like people are just still tired and we're just trying to push through. 
And yeah, I feel like there there are jobs and opportunities out there, but for some people, I've I've witnessed that like maybe the funds are not as much as what's needed, and things are still quite limited and restrictive in other ways than just you know obviously what we experience with lockdown. So yeah, I feel like those those challenges those challenges are still going. It's the unsettled feeling. What about you? Yes, I would say the challenging things are one that it is it's still the pandemic. So that's <laughs> probably the challenge that people are treating it like it's over, but it's definitely not. Yeah. Um because you know, it's, it's just it just isn't. Um unfortunately, so I think that is a challenge having to navigate that. And now that we have, you know, part of life on Zoom, part of life in person, sometimes traveling, sometimes staying at home, mm-hmm. it's just really tiring. It's yeah. really tiring because we were doing so much before the pandemic. And now it's kind of like we're trying to get back to that same level of energy, which we probably never should have been at in the first place. Mm -hmm. So I think that's what's challenging, kind of having that expectation to work as fast as we did before when that was never really sustainable. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, so having the time and energy to do um, things and travelling and being in person. So um, that's that's what I think is most challenging for performing artists. You mentioned funding, which has always been a challenge, mm-hmm. but even more so now, there's even less than before. And just, um, I suppose, figuring out what you really want to do because so many people have had the chance to reflect and and think about, is this really one of, where they want to be spending their time, money and energy mm-hmm. for things? So really just having those questions for yourselves and, and making what could be difficult decisions to either start something or to stop something. So that's probably the challenge as well, going into something more that you've been doing your whole career or walking away from something. I know a lot of performing artists and people are are artists and and making decisions to do other careers or Mm -hmm. just other things completely, which would be a challenge in itself. So, so yeah, all those things I would say are the challenges. Yeah, absolutely. All of that. (laughs) Great. So the next question actually comes from one of my students from Roehampton. And actually, um, Lizzie, she um, included our podcast in her uh, dissertation for her degree. So thank you so much, Lizzie. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. (laughs) I remember when she... She actually wanted to interview me and she did for her dissertation, but she was like, I actually listened to your podcast and I'm, she was like, I'm going to quote it in my dissertation. Um, if you don't mind, and I was like, absolutely. You know, I didn't really, you know, we didn't create it thinking it was going to be a, a educational resource. Academic resource. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but thank you. And actually, I don't know if I told you this, it was included in Mercy's citation for her recent honorary um, doctorate. They included her episode. Oh, wow. For, for her doctorate from University of East London. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. So, look at us. Look at us. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that is, I was like, are you serious? I was like, I didn't even know that was possible. (laughs) Um, So yes, thank you to University of East London as well. So Lizzie from Roehampton, she says, what makes you love being an artist? 
Uh, so for me, it's just the freedom, really. Mm-hmm. The, absolutely, just that, just the freedom. You can choose whatever you want to do. You can do whatever, you know, within limits or within um, the access to resources, but basically you can decide what you want to do and um, and go from there. So that's what I love about being an artist. I'll keep it quite simple. How about you, Heather? Yeah, I wrote one thing. No one day is the same. Right. Mm-hmm. That's really what I love about it. And then in the same thing of and same vein of like freedom, like it's just it can be whatever, like from one day mm-hmm. to the next. And it's always mm-hmm. an, a new experience, a new adventure, a new um, lesson. Yeah, that's it. Keeps you mm-hmm. on your toes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that was that was nice and simple. Yeah. But yeah, definitely that was very enjoyable. So let's move on to our next question, which is from another of your family members, mm-hmm. um, your brother Will. So you got the whole um family in this. Yeah. It's a bit of a family affair. Good. We love to see we it. Love it. Um so Will wants to know what is one of the biggest obstacles you've had to overcome? editing (laughs) (laughs) yes oh my gosh oh my goodness I remember I was I think that's the one thing that I just underestimated I completely underestimated and I remember even for our premiere episode I think I edited that one Mm -hmm. and I was like oh yeah it shouldn't take me that long and the it took me like 10 hours <laughs> yeah, yeah 10 or 12 it hours takes me like a whole day yeah. yeah and I was like oh my goodness like this takes time like mm-hmm. it just takes so much time but yeah. I've cut that down it's no longer 10 hours <laughs> I've gotten you know with some support um from friends giving me advice about better software to use and sort of getting a bit more comfortable and you know practice makes perfect I'm putting in my 10,000 hours Mm-hmm. Um, for sure. So yeah, the editing and not even just editing the podcast, it's the, the editing for social media and the editing for our website, mm-hmm. like yeah. just the, you know, the details of it. And because, you know, Kamara and I, we like quality things. We're not just going to put anything out there. Um, mm-hmm. you know, you know, it's going to take some time. So yeah. Yeah. What about you? <laughs> yeah, definitely the editing uh, in the relation to the podcast. Editing is a challenge, um, and I guess just finding the time to to do all the things that we need to do, mm-hmm. considering we we do other things as well. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, I've kind of wrote down in general obstacles. I didn't focus on the podcast, and I wrote finances, confidence, and self belief. Mm. So, um, in in general, those are the biggest obstacles I feel I've had to overcome, um, and still am overcoming. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, having access to finances to do what you want to do continuing to have confidence in what you do and having the self-belief in yourself to do the things that you do yeah so that's it I can mm-hmm. agree actually and I was actually I wasn't sure how to like answer the some of the questions yeah. as well like is this about the podcast is it about um ourselves but I can agree like I think those are common things that people deal with all the time um mm-hmm. especially as artists you know mm-hmm we're artists and we're sensitive about our shit. Like it, you know, if something's not received well, we're like, Ooh, that kind of, you know, you're not sure that you're doing the right thing or 
sometimes you don't always get the, you don't always get the recognition. You don't always get, you're not always, you know, it's not, it doesn't always translate immediately your impact of what you're doing and if it's making a difference or if it's, if it's the right thing. So definitely understand that. And finances are always a big thing for artists. So (laughs) for sure. Agreed. Well, we have another one from my brother. Thank you, Will. Um, His other question was, when have you both felt most at peace? Um, so I will say in general, when I felt most at peace is when I follow my gut mm-hmm. and, you know, when you have to make those decisions or maybe you have to say no to something and you're like, mm, I probably shouldn't say no. And, and you do say no and you just feel a sigh of relief, yeah. you know, a weight off your shoulders when you've just made that decision that, you know, that you really should make. Um, that's a good one. And then just another moment, um, strangely enough, was at the start of the pandemic, the first lockdown, mm-hmm. when we really thought it was going to be for like two weeks <laughs> or something. And we were all like, oh, this is great. I get a break. I get a break. I get to go to, I get to go um, walking in the park every day. The sun is shining. This is great. And everything's closed. So mm-hmm. I don't have to work. And quite honestly, I need a break. Um, so, I'm going to take this break. So that was a really peaceful time, actually, Mm -hmm. I have to say. Um, Yeah, that was good. Yeah, agreed. I actually picked a very specific moment um, and it's similar. It's when I took a 10-day break from work uh, back in April, at the beginning of April of this year. And it was very much that. It was very similar to that moment. I actually, when we first went into lockdown, I was in a bit of a panic mode because of obviously all of the work that was lost, like, yes, I needed a break, but also panic. (laughs) When I get to choose when I take my breaks, that's when I love it the most. So yeah, when I had that 10 days of like, literally all of my emails went on, do not disturb. My phone was off. I barely touched it. I woke up and did whatever I wanted to do, um, you know, without, without a schedule, without having any urgency and got to pour back into myself. Yeah. That's when I was at peace. Less doing and more being is when I'm at peace. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's important. Um, yeah, definitely important to do taking a break Yeah, and taking a proper break. Uh, so moving on to our next question is from Tamisha and they would like to know what has been the most exhilarating part about hosting a podcast. Mm, for me, it's just meeting and learning about people, you know, um, meeting new people because some people I've, you know, my first time meeting them is when we show up to record the show. And even learning more, like I mentioned before, learning more about um, people that I've known for years. You know, how did I not know that a movie that I've watched hundreds of times, Dream Girls, that my friend David was in the in the movie. How did I not know that? <laughs> so things like that. That's that's the most exhilarating part. What about you? Yeah, um, definitely meeting all the guests and learning so much. Everyone has been so unbelievably interesting. Yeah, um, so different, completely different fields of of the creative world. Um, but everybody is successful and you know, I've been able to learn from every single person, Mm -hmm. which is just so exciting. Um, And 
Yeah, just so interesting. I've just really enjoyed listening to every single person that we've met. They always give little nuggets of advice, um, even if they don't realize it's advice. Mm-hmm. And learning from everybody and their stories has just been um exhilarating. That's such a great word. Mm-hmm. Um, because we just you never know what you're gonna get. You never know. And like you said, um, the majority of people I've not met before, um yeah. or not really not familiar with their stories. So to learn is just so exciting. Um, and just, there's just so many amazing people doing such fantastic stuff. Yeah. So yeah, so that's been what has been um the most exciting part about hosting the podcast for sure. Excellent. And thank you, Tamisha. That's one of my friends from back in New York. Thank you, Tamisha, another dancer. So next we have a question from Shade, which is what has been your greatest achievement? And it's so funny. We actually have asked this question of our guests <laughs> Mm-hmm. And it's so they always say like, "Ooh, that's hard." And now like having it flipped back on us, I'm like, "That's a hard one." <laughs> that yeah, is a hard question. Yeah definitely. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, just one of my proud achievements, I suppose, for me personally, is setting up my youth dance company, um, Artistry Youth Dance. Definitely um, been a great achievement. Um, but probably no more specifically, um, what we just did last week was the AYD 100 event, mm-hmm. which is, um, connecting young black dancers to, uh, vocational training, our vocational training partners and, um, the professional industry. So, you know, they had four days of workshops with vocational, like the leading vocational schools and, um, dance companies, um, who gave them advice and panel discussions. And at the end they gave out scholarships. So really like improving access and giving people like young people a real chance to train further. Like when we did the awards, you know, people were in tears and stuff (laughs) and it was just, it was just really amazing. So I'm really proud of that. I have to say, um, yeah, just an achievement. Yeah. Yes. You definitely should be proud of that. And the fact that you've done now three Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, three AYD 100s and such a such an amazing experience, such an amazing pro- amazing program for the young dancers. Mm-hmm. Um and it's going to it's going to be great to see how it impacts the dance industry in the long run cuz mm-hmm. I know it's going yeah. to. Um mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah, it's a really really incredible program. I will always want to be part of it. (laughs) (laughs) Even if it's just passing out flyers. (laughs) (laughs) It's so amazing. Um, Wow. My greatest achievement. I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, I have no idea. I don't know. I think it's hard for me to answer this question because I'm always achieving and striving. I would say some of some great achievements that I have made is moving here to London and building a life here. Mm-hmm. I certainly, when I applied for schools and uh, moved here seven years ago now, I had no idea I would be here for seven years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I thought I was just coming for like a year and a half, maybe two. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and to have moved here and build a career and I have a beautiful family. Um, yeah, it's 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 actually incredible, especially because, again, it's one of those visions that I had for myself that people thought I was crazy for saying. They just thought I was joking mm-hmm. when I was like going around saying like, yeah, I'm going to move to I'm moving to London next year. 
and they're like, mm-hmm. what, girl? <laughs> <laughs> or even like, you know, even back in undergrad, saying that I was going to be an international star and like really claiming it and putting it in my Facebook status title, whatever thing I forgot, (laughs) you know, like really, again, being determined. Um, Yeah, I feel like that is, yeah, the life that I've created here, life and career has been a great, one of my greatest achievements. Mm -hmm. And also I feel like this podcast, because it has been something, it's been a passion project of mine um, for years now and to finally see it come to a year. come to fruition and then now be a year in. It's, it's really great. So thank you, Kamara. Thank you, Heather. Well done to us. Yeah. You've done great. Yes, we have. <laughs> we have. And so I have one more surprise question. Ooh. So of course it wouldn't be Yams and Yuka if we don't have a surprise question. <laughs> <laughs> but nothing crazy, nothing too crazy. My only question is, what do you hope for in the next year of Yams and Yuka? Mm, gosh well definitely more exciting guests we've spoken about doing it live I think that would be quite interesting yeah. yams and yuka live um, an event with a live audience I think would be quite good yeah um yams and yuka dinner obviously we've got to do that yes don't know if the cookbook will come in the next year but that's definitely in the future mm-hmm. um yeah, I think I think Yams and Yuka Live could be quite exciting, an event. Yeah, yeah, I think we could manage that. Yeah, something on stage, you know, us hosting some us um hosting with guests on on the stage. We definitely can do that. How many shows have we put on? We could do that. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and yeah, just have a live audience and then they ask questions at the end. Yeah, that would be great. All right, you heard so, it here, people. Yams and Yuka Live. <laughs> we have to make that happen in the next year. Definitely, definitely. But what's your um, aspirations for the next year ahead? Wow. Um, I planned the question and didn't even think of an answer. Well, <laughs> now you got to come up with something. <laughs> um, honestly, I, a live show would be great. I just want to make it to another year. I think that's it. And like just... Um, I'm looking forward to us finding our rhythm and yeah, more guests and, and, and reaching out to more people. Um, yeah. And really increasing like who we engage with and how we engage and coming up with, um, yeah, new ways to interact with our guests and with our, with our listeners. Mm -hmm. And who will be your dream guest? My dream guest. Oh my goodness. Bazoma St. John. Mm-hmm. That is my dream guest. She's an incredible, like, she's incredible. She's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's my dream guest. What about you? Gosh, I don't even know. I haven't really thought about it. Um, dream guest. I guess someone big like Oprah would be quite exciting. I love her. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so someone, someone like Oprah. I'm going to go big. Yes. I'm going to go big. Oprah. Yeah. Oprah. That's it. Okay. Yeah. You heard Mm it. (laughs) Yeah. So on that note, you know, dream big, think big. Yes. Um, You know, that comes, that brings us to the end of our listener questions. And that will be it for our episode for today. So I definitely have to thank 
all of you, our guests um, who have come on, our listeners and supporters for a wonderful first year. And here's to another one, yes. which will have live events and Oprah. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if you haven't done so already, go back and listen to earlier episodes. And even if you have done so already, go back and listen to them again. Absolutely. And as always, let us know what your favourite sweet and savoury moments from the past year have been using the hashtag Yams and Yuka. That's right. Don't forget to tag us at Yams and Yuka on Twitter and at Yams and Yuka Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. We also have an email, Yams and Yuka Podcast at gmail.com. Again, that is Yams and Yuka podcast at gmail.com. Yes, we want to hear your thoughts on today's conversation. So please let's keep the conversation going. Feel free to share your stories as well to add to our Yams and Yuka tapestry. We'd like to thank you for listening and we will chat with you guys again next time. Bye. Bye.